What's happening, Punkadelic peeps? You're very welcome back to the Punkadelic podcast. It's me, Double D, Donald Daly, 3D, Triple D, because the middle D stands for danger, D-Rex, D-Real, don't worry, D-Happy. The king of the nicknames is here with another podcast. This is going to be episode... um, One, two, or three. I have long since stopped caring about the release schedule and just focused more on actually getting the fucking damn thing done so what is happening i'm here in relatively sunny vancouver today and today's episode of punkadelic podcast is about podcasts i figured one of the smart things to do when i started a podcast is i'm going to give you every single one of my influences so that you will know who i am ripping off at any given time so you might hear some bill burr style lean back from the microphone and then uh I don't know what else I'm going to steal yet. I'm going to steal... Certainly need to have more sound effects and shit on board. And also just think I worked out uh, technically how to do that. How to have a soundboard going natively into the recording. So um, that's something else to play with. Um, Just got... uh, Actually, using an older mic setup here, so just running an SM58 into a solid-state recorder, was trying to use a direct USB XLR computer interface, but the sound quality was fucking horrible. I don't even know how that's... I mean, it's going to sound... Hopefully, it adds that much grit when I try and record some guitars through it, um, but it was horrible for vocals. Really, really, really bad. Um not that you give a fuck, this is probably going to sound terrible anyway. I am no kind of audio editor. Um, anyway, let's get into it. So we're going to start talking about uh, we're going to start talking about podcasts today. I have recorded this episode before. Uh, I think I had to stop at three hours and um, and just say, yo, that's that's fucking too much. Um, so clearly, I had to streamline the notes a little, uh, which I have done and is now condensed into a single page. And we'll probably get through about half of these today. It is neatly well or messily i don't know it depends uh split up into four categories mixed martial arts comedy educational and scripted and so those are sort of the four um sub genres of comedy uh of, of podcasting that i like sorry the sun is coming through the window and hitting me right in the fucking face as it does every day around this time it's just been so long since it actually fucking happened that i didn't have the blinds closed so now i'm gonna have to do this in a room with very little natural light but fucking you know what whatever it's better than being blinded and now the blinds have stopped working well that's just fucking one more thing that goes along with this fucking 400 year old house this fucking country isn't even 400 years old uh so and i put my notes down somewhere while i was doing that oh here we go so I thought I might start by telling you, uh, telling you all, like just straight up honestly, because I think a lot of people can relate to this, um, particularly a lot of Irish people, particularly a lot of Irish men. Uh, 
What got me into podcasting was the whole 2015 madness around Conor McGregor. You're like, whoa, what? There's a there's a successful Irish person. They're 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 following one of their passions and they're not ashamed of it and. They're succeeding at it and making money for them. Says what the fuck? So we all checked out what he had going on then that year, and then from there we all just sort of spiraled through, spiraled outwards into his world and the world of the UFC. So the logical progression for anyone, like maybe there's going to be hipsters that'll tell you that this isn't the case, but like they're fucking bullshitters, like and they're just fucking lying to themselves. So whatever, fucking slide on you fucking rats. Uh, yeah, so it starts with the Joe Rogan experience and it spirals outwards. It spirals outwards through his comedy friends. Um, you know, you start with the ones that are involved in mixed martial arts and move out, like your Brenton Schaubs, your Brian Callens. Wait, are we allowed to talk about Callen anymore? Raper, Raper. Um, and, uh, but yes, uh, that is a serious point, although I did turn it into a joke. That is a serious point that a lot of people I know, their whole experience with podcasting started off because, um, like we all sort of knew podcasts were a thing because it was always an option on the menu of your iPod, but it was messier back then. It was like way less crack. It was all like fucking NHS couch to 5k shit. And all I remember seeing some of mine that automatically downloaded from my mum's iPod and everything. It's just like, no, that's horrible. So once smartphones came about and we could decide which ones we wanted, that was great. So as I say, it, it all kicks off really with the, the JRE, Joe Rogan experience, Joe Rogan podcast, like, if you haven't heard of it, what the fuck are you doing? Literally, what the fuck are you doing? Please, answers on a postcard so that uh, when the need arises, I can do that also and just fucking ignore everything. Um, you know, it's not the biggest podcast in the world for no fucking reason. And it's um, the first one I wanted to talk about today because it so neatly encapsulates all of the four subgenres that I was just talking about there. You know, if I want my mixed martial arts news, because like that's the only sport that I watch, you know, um Joe's most likely to be talking about it and, you know, have relevant guests on about it. Um if you just want to be entertained, just want to laugh, he's you know, nine times out of ten there's gonna be a comedian on that week, so you get a good laugh. Um it's educational, like there are so many threads that run throughout the JRE. Um there's like alternative history there's diets and nutrition and like i'm sure there's ones that i haven't even discovered yet um you know and it gets these experts back on sort of uh every second year or so and uh gets them to update their data as well which is a real cool feature of his podcasts um and uh well i guess he doesn't really do scripted podcasting so it's not so three of the main threads of things that i like to chase down and learn about via podcasts all start and end with Joe Rogan. So, uh, one thing that I really just wanted to note as well, like it is, uh, what's today's date? It is, so we're two weeks into January at this point, and he has already had two podcasts this year that are stone cold fucking classics. Can I please urge you all to check out the Lawrence Wright episode? Lawrence Wright is the author of the book Going Clear, which was the expose on Scientology, which was then turned into a brilliant documentary by Alex Gibney. So full disclosure, I haven't read that book, but the documentary is mind-blowing really 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 great and then he um it got kind of weird in the middle like he started talking about his old experiences with hypnosis and stuff just classic classic jre spinning off into talking about psychedelics and everything else but um lawrence wright fascinating fascinating guy 
um, obviously that book must must be incredible because it inspired such great documentary. And then I note, uh, I noticed also, not that I noticed, I fucking listened to the whole thing, so it's not just a notice. Um, ben Fogel, Brian Fogel. Oh shit, I've just written down B. Fogel here. But the dude that directed Icarus was back on Joe Rogan recently talking about his new project. So, I mean, the story of Icarus is absolutely crazy. The guy just wanted to make a documentary about people taking steroids on bikes and wound up exposing the entire Russian state-sponsored doping program for the, got them banned from the Olympics. The guy, the, the chief doping officer is basically going to be murdered as soon as they catch up to him. And then, uh, his next documentary is possibly going to be even, even better. It's about the murder of Jamal Khashoggi, which is just like one of the most horrific things ever and like when you hear certain details of like he gets into detail on the on his episode of Joe Rogan like the most recent one there of like the transcripts and the audio recordings from the listening device in the room where that dude was you know dismembered for want of a better word actually that might be the correct term but it's still fucking gross to think that that actually happened to a human um and like wow so many horrible horrible little details it's like kind of grim listening but um it's a story that needs to be told i guess because saudi arabia is such a rich nation and you know backed up by the fucking their western attack dogs america and britain and god knows who else i don't have time to look into it but um jesus they're just they're running unchecked if they're able to do this type of stuff so um not good and can really really only recommend you listen to those two episodes and you know, that's, those are two episodes that he's put out in the last two weeks. The man is just such a name, so powerful in the world of podcasts now that he can basically just have whoever he wants on. Um, what are my personal favorite, what my personal favorite episodes of Rogan are, or if you go back and look up any Graham Hancock episodes. So Graham Hancock is a fascinating, fascinating character. Hancock is, uh, an alternative alternative or alternate historian and he posits that the world not the world excuse me but that civilization is a lot lot older than um establishment historians would like to let us know so um like they're all obviously then invested up to their eyes in the timelines and you know the history of the world as they have outlined it and to go and undertake the fundamental change that Hancock's work would require them to do. Like you can see why they would resist that. Obviously, it's just going to invalidate a whole bunch of people's lives, life's work. And um, but it's important. It's so fascinating. It it ties into so many interesting things in little ways, like like the pyramids and the Sphinx, um, the site of Gobekli Tepe, that place in Turkey that is like it's perfectly aligned north to south which demonstrates acute knowledge of astronomy and it's 12,000 years older than we believe civilization is. So, um, and then like once you get, once you get through all these Hancock episodes and come, you know, start chronologically, go right back. He was on like episode 94 or something stupid, like really, really early JRE. And then he was on even as, as recently as 2019 to launch his new book. And, um, the, if you do listen to it chronologically, you'll notice as you go on little things that he says as far back as episode one keep getting proven right. The science keeps coming out and, and, and backing them up. And, uh, one of the points that he's making as well, which is, is, is super fascinating is, um, so he believes that there may have been contact between a previous civilization that was completely, completely destroyed and 
modern modern i'm doing inverted commas but you can't see that but modern uh hunter gatherers so that might be the basis for why we still have um these weird stories about the star signs or why there might be a story of an island that sank beneath the sea atlantis um if you're not following uh so the the transfer of information between them um like if that happened then that is truly truly crazy um and he thinks that Gobekli Tepe certainly is a big part of that. And then even as recently as this week, the the most, bleh, I was going to say the most old, but that would have been completely fucking wrong. The oldest ever cave painting has just been found in Indonesia. So all these little things that Graham's been trying to prove over the years just keep getting proven right. And um, it's it's just a fascinating thing to be interested in and just keep watching out for little things. Um, and the important part of his work as well is that the... The contact between the civilizations, so to speak, was obviously just a contact with the very, very remnants of the civilization that was wiped out. And he believes that that was due to uh, a meteor or comet strike. Um, I believe they're all, is it, do they get called meteors when they enter the Earth's atmosphere? Is that it? Um, I don't know the science behind that, but the point being that um, it decimated the Earth, caused, so uh, this particular comet or meteor strike Let's just assume it's meteor strike for now. So that particular meteor strike caused an ice age, caused the destruction of, you know, a civilization that was there. Let's just take it as read that it was there for the purposes of this story. And it caused an ice age that like wiped out every single fucking trace of these people. There is a name. It's five letters long. It starts with C, I believe, and ends with C. It's like the Colvin or the Kovic or the, I'll never get it right. Um, and that's what that's the name given to the previous civilization. And there's teeny tiny bits of evidence, but uh, it's argued as well that the uh, that the weight of an ice age amount of ice grinding down on top of things, moving as it starts to thaw, all this would have just ground up any evidence to pieces. So the ultimate point being that humans, um, like humans, full stop, aren't looking out for meteors. Or comets with any kind of diligence nothing that could even pass as being uh like proper protection and there are stories every other week about how something the size of a double-decker bus just missed earth so this is a huge problem and he's doing this work looking into history so that we can all have a fucking future so um that's pretty sweet graham hancock absolutely love to see it love to see him coming on jre Oh, yes, of course. I'm so glad I actually took the time to look that up. Cause maybe my fe- maybe my favorite episode of JRE of all time, and this is truly, truly one of the mind blowers, is Paul Stamets, who is, oh wait, did I say that wrong? Paul, you know what? Let's not worry about it for right now. Paul Stamets, Paul Stamets. Paul Stamets, who is the world's preeminent if I'm using that word correctly, I sit down to podcasts and I throw out these big words and then I realize that there is no way that I know what they mean. Um, but so he's the world's most preeminent or most eminent if they don't need the pre prefix there. Mycologist. So basically mushroom scientist. Now to say that this episode goes different places is such a ridiculous fucking understatement that it's kind of crazy. Um, he comes on. He's wearing a hat made out of mushrooms. He discusses in evolution, like in terms of the evolution from hunter-gatherers to a civilized, settled, forming society, 
how important mushrooms were um not just in terms of i mean i think we've all heard of the stoned ape theory now which is that monkeys giant monkeys homo erectuses etc um as they were moving north from africa uh, which I think it's still widely believed that that's where civilization started, right? Right? I'm not wrong in saying that. So moving north from Africa into North Africa, into Arabia, into Europe. Um, is Arabia a kosher term to use these days? Oh, is it kosher to call Arabia kosher? You know what? I'm going to stop. So as they were moving up there, they found, they encountered psychedelic mushrooms. They ate it and it caused, uh, what is it? It's a doubling of the human brain size within 10 million years, which in evolutionary terms is absolutely unheard of. So there is the stony ape theory, but then Paul Stevens also breaks it down talking about so that he arrives on with a mushroom hat and the hat is made out of a mushroom that is fire resistant. And it is, I don't know if this is proven, but um, certainly he speculated that ancient tribes moving from place to place could uh, use these flame retardant mushrooms and create like buckets and hats and bucket hats presumably uh, and carry the embers of last night's fire with them to a new location and then just start a new fire with it. So you can imagine moving into Europe and experiencing snow for the first time. That would have been key. In this episode as well, Paul Stevens talks about how his uh, life was threatened by the portobello mushroom industry. Um, I think it's okay for me to say that. I'm hardly likely to get sued by them. Uh, and that's another crazy thing. And then, the very, like, oh, uh, I was going to say the very last story he tells is mental. But before that, he actually also, in great detail, recounts his very, very first experience with psychedelic mushrooms. And the benefits, the very, very, very real and practical benefits that he saw from those. Now, I think he ate like an ounce of mushrooms his first time, which, you know, sounds like a real, real bad fucking time to me. But, um, you know, I guess if he didn't know any better, you know, whatever. Uh, and he seems fine now, you know. I mean, he's uh, dedicated his life to mushrooms. Who's to say that that would or would not have happened? But um, his first his first mushroom trip is an incredible story. And then the final story that he tells on JRE about, it's like one of his wildest theories about what mushrooms allow us to do. Mushrooms, fungus, and mycelium. I'm so sorry that I can't help you. Uh, define. I can't define those terms for you and uh, tell you exactly what they mean, but they're all, they're all interconnected. And um, it's mind-blowing. I have never stopped taking mushroom supplements since, and I think they're really, really good for you. And um, at this man, if this conversation doesn't inspire you, then I don't know what to tell you. I really, really, really do not. He is fascinating. And then, um, although I'm trying to stay on topic and only talk about podcasts in this episode, uh, Paul is also the major driver in a a movie called Fantastic Fungi, which I was lucky enough to see at the Rio Theatre, East Vancouver, um, a couple of months back. And it's, I mean, unfortunately, it's narrated by Brie Larson, that useless, dry, boring, terrible, nothing actress who delivers the worst line in Avengers Endgame. Worst line by far when she says she's going to kill Thanos. I almost cringed out of my seat. But anyway, not the point, not the point. Uh, Paul Stamets movie Fantastic Fungi 
I just the thing is that I don't know how you get it. Okay, I saw it in the cinema. It's certainly not on Pirate Bay because I checked enough times before paying to see it in the cinema, and I don't know what the deal is with putting it on Netflix or getting it as a DVD or whatever. But can I please urge you all to do that? Um, if you're not ready to watch a three-hour podcast or you know spend money on a two-hour documentary that has fucking Brie Larson in it, um, can I also suggest checking out Paul Stamets' TED Talks where it is. Uh, let me see, like, I'm just trying to word this carefully, but fuck it. Basically, he uses mushrooms, I think it's turkey tail and lion's mane's, turkey tail and lion's mane, or one or the other, or possibly also reishi or chaga, it's, it's hard to keep up, um, to cure his mother's breast cancer. So just let that fucking hang there for a second. This man used mushrooms to cure his mother's breast cancer. What the fuck? Clearly, this is a man and this is a subject that we as a society need to know a lot more about. You know, some of us out here, we know how much fun fucking magic mushrooms are, but if like they're doing stuff like that, that is really, really crazy. So, um, let's get, let's get, let's get a couple more views on that episode of JRE from, from this podcast. Everyone go check that out and, um, just get involved with the work of Paul Stamets, however you're able to. Like, if you can only follow him on Instagram, go for it. He's a great follower on Instagram. If you can buy one of his, uh, he sells these little houses that are designed to um, promote and protect bees. And we all know how important that is. Uh, so, I mean, anybody that reads fucking newspapers does, or newspapers websites, as the case is these days. But um, really, like, I, I'm sorry if I'm just being super effusive about the Paul Stamets episode. And, the, you know, his first episode was way, way, way more mind-blowing than the second one. second one was a bit of a letdown, if anything. But I guess, you know, when you've got the best episode of Joe Rogan experience ever, you know, there's only going to be one place to go, and that's down. So um, if, you, if you're not inspired by anything else in this podcast that I'm recording today... Please, please, please take my advice and have a look at the Paul Stamets episodes of Joe Rogan Experience. All right, I think I'm ready to move on from Joe Rogan. Just, you know, Rogan has plenty of his detractors and Christ knows uh, on any given day I might be one of them uh, because he can talk over people and he can ask, like, he can have a fucking expert astrophysicist on and then somehow spin the conversation background in mixed martial arts and you're like joe 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 compartmentalize compartmentalize bro but um for all that i think that the rogan the rogan experience as a as a podcast as a cultural entity as a driving force has been a net positive i mean there are a bunch of fucking wallopers out there that are just trying to dedicate their life to being like them and fucking having kettlebells and taking steroids and shaving their heads and fucking all this bullshit but like he's kind of made academia and scientists kind of sexy in a way that it's never been before and now they're kind of rock stars when they come on his podcast and uh you know, that's cool to see. That's really, really cool to see. And, um, you know, his podcasts, which, you know, can last for three, four hours sometimes, um, when he has great, great intellectuals on, like, um, like Hancock and like Stamets, um, they're usually promoting a book, which delves even deeper into the subject as well. So it's like a great little primer and just gets you excited, gets you pumped up enough that you'll actually power through, you know, one of these big tomes, an 800 or 900 page book. So, um, it, it's 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 a net, as I say I think a net positive 
is is the best way to describe that. Did it unleash Brenton Schaub on an unsuspecting public? Yes, but you know, Big Bad Schaub's harmless at the end of the day. If you're that annoyed by him, I think you're the fucking problem, bro. Alright, so what I'd like to do now is move on. So as I say, I was going to break this down. We're probably going to have to break this podcast into two parts. Um, so we'll have Best Podcasts Part 1, Mixed Martial Arts and Educational, and then we'll have Best Podcasts Part 2, Comedy and Scripted. Alright, so let's get into it with our favourite Mixed Martial Arts podcasts here at Pongadelic Podcasts. Um, surprisingly, uh, or strangely, I find that listening to Mixed Martial Arts content is excellent, almost as good as watching it. Um, I think the reason for this is that, like, I am no kind of athlete, like, <laughs> absolutely none. I'd never voluntarily exercised until last year. So it's just so crazy to me. Like, it still blows my fucking mind three, four, four or five years since, since, uh, first getting into it that lads will literally train for six weeks to be locked in a cage to have the shit beaten out of them. And it's just, it's nuts. It's crazy that it's a sport. Honestly, like, watch it while you still fucking can, okay? Um, so I'm fascinated about it. I have nothing but respect for these athletes, but, like, I don't know shit about Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. I don't know how you intelligently defend against a guillotine or a Kimura. I don't know the... Um, I don't know the significance of moving different hand positions uh, while you're in a clinch up against the fence and stuff. And you know, I want to, obviously, I want to know what's happening when I'm watching these fights. You know, the uh, the thing where the casuals start to boo and it slows down and they're barely moving. Like, those can be the most intense exchanges in a fight, just fighting for head position up against the fence or something stupid like that. But listening to the professionals break it down is where you come to gain that knowledge. So... I think it's great. And then at the end of the day, so not even talking about technique, techniques, excuse me. <clears throat> These guys are fascinating athletes. Like what the fuck gets you up every single day when you only get to fight four times a year? What puts you in the gym every day when you only get your big day five, five times a year max? I think absolute fucking maximum. Um, and so the interviews with these guys is, is fascinating as well. Um, so. In terms of great mixed martial arts podcasts, um, Ariel Hilwani and DC, I think it's just called Hilwani and DC or Ariel and DC. Ariel is one of the, one of the world's foremost mixed martial arts journalists. He brought the MMA hour from, I believe, like a bedroom podcast through a number of different media organizations before he was eventually snapped up by ESPN. And, you know, I'd just like to give a shout out to the MMA hour. It was, it was as good as an interview MMA podcast got. You know, it ran like four and a half hours some weeks. Um, it wouldn't just get fighters on. It would get like pro wrestlers coming in to talk about it. And, you know, I think it's a feature now at the ESPN show where they have a celebrity guest every week. And uh, just wide ranging around the world of mixed martial arts and having journalists on and different things. And it's gone through a number of iterations. Uh, the MMA Hour was the sister, the, had a sister show called the MMA Beat, which would be on for an hour on Thursdays. And that would see Ariel sitting down with three other journalists and just having a panel discussion about a range of topics, the most pertinent topics in MMA that given week. Hands down, that was my favorite MMA show of all time. 
what I really, really, really loved about that was the contrast between, so you had Uriel, who's like this nice, wide-eyed fanboy who you could never imagine getting punched in the face himself. Like, he couldn't do it. It's like a puppy. It'd be like punching a puppy, you know? Um, and then you have Luke Thomas on the other side. We'll be talking about Luke Thomas in, in this section, but not just yet. Who's like a cold, hard, factoid fucking journalist who has zero time for bullshit and he thinks that issues are kind of black and white. So, um, the, the contrast between those two opinions and then having two more professional mixed martial arts journalists opinions there to uh, temper the conversation and, you know, try and you could sort of gauge who, who, which rang, which argument rang more true in the case of if uh, Ariel and Luke were at loggerheads and, um, always friendly disagreements. I thought, well, I guess right up until the very end, there must have been some sort of drama between them. But I just think that Luke is a journalist of integrity and he was never going to suck ESPN's cock for any, any amount of money. And, um, probably just told Ariel that in no uncertain terms. So the new show is Ariel and DC. DC Daniel Cormier, former heavyweight and light heavyweight champ of the UFC. Um, and uh, I think that, I think it's Ariel and DC. So it comes out twice a week. It's Ariel and DC for one episode and then it's Ariel doing interviews for the other. So I just, I actually just had the, uh, the interviews episode on this morning. Like uh, that was a cracking one. Um, we, he had Max Holloway and Calvin Cater on. So that's both halves of Saturday night's main event. That's fucking brilliant i mean that's gonna be a banger of a fight but quality quality interviews um his relationship with max holloway is so funny and then who else were the guests today so then dan hooker who's fighting michael chandler next week on as the comey and the mcgregor um you know what a what a pertinent time to get that guy on and then the final guest was phil sutcliffe mcgregor's boxing coach so you know again not just interviewing the fighters themselves or coaches or agents and getting like getting out there getting the characters that are just on the on the periphery but they can provide so much more color and you know bring you that much closer to the fight um so ariel dc definitely a great source of mma news i would say i would say that you would need to dig a little deeper and listen to a few other pieces and certainly go off the ESPN brand if you want to get the real, real shit. Like maybe hear about the UFC being criticized. Um, but for straight up, they have the best access to fighters. They're with ESPN. They're friends of the UFC. They don't do like anti-UFC stories. Um, so that's, that, that's where you go for, for the, for interviews and to see your favorite fighters. You know, I don't think there's any fighters that wouldn't let Ariel interview them. I mean, that's, straight up that's fucking eyes on your socials straight away um so yeah Ariel dc get on it next up oh morning combat combat with a k this is luke thomas and brian campbell's mma show which is on showtime i believe and i'll try and keep my praise for this show short and sweet because um i do also have a later episode of punkadelic podcast planned where we'll talk about journalism and what makes uh what gives journalists integrity um and why you know luke is a bastion of that but luke thomas is basically my favorite journalist in mma he fucking tells it like it is um two things that i had never really considered but you know you listen to luke thomas talk about it and it just sounds like fucking common sense and that is that fighters should be allowed to take a certain amount of so-called juice or steroids um if professional mixed martial artists can't then who the fuck can 
and uh, the the need to unionize, the need for fighters to unionize is fucking mental. Like, it's a rough one, and I don't know the ins and outs of it. I just know that it's it's really really scary, and uh, that class action suit should be moving forward soon. Um, and where I will go to hear about the results of that or have them interpreted in a way that then can be understood by me is Luke Thomas. So Luke Thomas is no nonsense, but Brian Campbell is all nonsense and they're a great foil for each other. Luke is still the boss, I believe. I think you can definitely, definitely sense that in the dynamic. And um, maybe that's just because he's a former Marine. I don't know. But um he gets his points across intelligently and thoughtfully and he will back up if he makes a mistake and he will give credit where credit's due. I think he's fair and impartial and it's it's almost difficult to see what it is that he likes about mixed martial arts sometimes because he can be so critical of different things. But um like when he sees something he'll just he'll call it out as being unbelievable, amazing, etc. Um and it's a, it's just a great po- a really great podcast. It's up to three times a week now. Um, I don't think he used to have technical breakdown shows. So there was the Monday Morning Analyst MMA. See what he did there, and then there was Morning Combat Dissected, and you can still get episodes of Dissected. I just haven't seen anything new yet. So that's like his version of Inside the Octagon. Um, if you don't know what Inside the Octagon is, please, please, please search that on YouTube. That is like a YouTube show where Dan Hardy has a giant TV that he can. You know, like a big touch screen, excuse me. Um, and he could show fights and he can draw arrows and circle things and zoom in and go backwards and show you all those little details. That's a really, really, really great show. It's not a podcast, so that's why we're not really talking about it here. And then Morning Combat Dissected is Luke Thomas's version of those. And sometimes they can be, they can be a rough watch because of the sheer amount of detail that we drill down into. But, um, he presents interesting hypotheses and backs them up with data from people's previous fights. And that is where you can learn. That is where there is an opportunity to learn a lot of stuff. So just anything really that can enhance your understanding of what you're looking at in the cage on the night. You know, and like we're talking about watching fights here. It's a Saturday night. We're probably about four or five beers deep. You know, it's important to have as much, to be armed with knowledge as much as possible and not be seen as a goddamn dirty casual. <sighs> Gross. Um, oh my God, did that pick up the noise my stomach just made? Fucking hell. All right. Because I am such a fan of his, one of my favorite mixed martial arts podcasts is the Timbo Sugar Show. So that is Tim Welch and Sugar Sean O'Malley. Um, those two guys are just... They're just having a fucking great time being mixed martial artists, meditating, reading books. They're just such fucking nerds for it and keeping their minds as sharp as their bodies. And uh, I love their work ethic. Love to see them. Um, love to see them having fun. You know, Sean O'Malley is like, uh, it's like a little mini McGregor in ways, in ways. Okay. Not necessarily in his fighting style, not necessarily totally in his personality, but he's a creative striker with an outgoing personality, crazy fucking haircuts, etc. Um, had such an unfortunate, dumb, fucking stupid USADA layoff, but he's back now. I mean, he just lost his first ever fight against Cheeto Vera, and he's running around saying that he's undefeated. It's kind of like a troll job. He's just saying he's mentally undefeated, because he knows that he went down due to an injury in that fight, not because he actually didn't have the skills to beat Cheeto. You know, 
whatever. It's fucking, it's a bit of pageantry. He knows he lost the fight. He's got a loss on his record now. Of course he does. You know, he's like, he's not that fucking stupid. But, uh, these two guys just have a great podcast. It's not the world's most professional podcast. They're not the world's most professional or best podcasters, you know. Um, certainly I think Tim Welch has a face for the radio, if anything. But, uh, you know, they're out there. They're trying their fucking best and they bring you, they bring you good, um, good quotes from books. They're always reading like Eckhart Tolle, uh, James Clear and, um, they promote journaling and routines and there's little things that I've taken from their Patreon. I'm signed up to their Patreon because I had to get me one of those Sugar Sean t-shirts. Um, which I, fuck's sake, got a Sugar Sean t-shirt imported to Canada. It cost something like 65 Canadian dollars. Nobody tell my girlfriend. And I swear to God, uh, was wearing it, drinking beers, watching fights. First day I got it. And then it was dinner time, cooked dinner in it. There's fucking grease all over it. I won't come out. I don't know what to do about it. Breaks my heart a little bit. Um, but whatever. I still fully feel like it was money well spent. What I need, Sean, what I need, Sean, is for you to make a grinder, a metal weed grinder, and I will buy that, okay? Because I need a new one, and you ain't got one. So let's go. Timbo Sugar Show. Check it out. That is definitely... One of our favorite MMA podcasts here at Punkadelic Podcast. Now, I don't know if this is a wider show, a larger show in Australia, uh, but certainly the podcast is just 30 minute sections or 30 minute interviews. And this, this is submission radio. So if you want to hear two Australians talking to the, uh, the biggest names in fights, um, I particularly like the banter that those two guys have and they'll occasionally have Luke Thomas on and they'll get into specifics, etc. Um, I don't go for this one all the time, but when there's somebody on that I'm interested in, I'll listen to. It's always a good interview. And I guess if you're in Australia, you can check out and see if they do have a larger radio show that you could listen to all of. And finally, one of my very favorite mixed martial arts podcasts is, well, actually, I was going to say is Fights Gone By, but it's just had a name change from Fights Gone By with Jack Slack to the Jack Slack podcast. So that's simple for you to go and look up. Um Slacky J is... <laughs> It's just a cheeky English cunt who has almost no reverence for the fight game and will call people that are like ranked number five shit. And it's just like, he's so irreverent, but he is like, he is a mixed martial arts critic for life. You know, like, I mean, that's his job. And I say a critic in the sense of like how we have film critics or music critics or art critics. And, um, He's not going to give praise if it's not due. So, you know, if somebody shows a lot of heart, but they're striking his dog shit, he'll call it dog shit. That's it. He'll just say you're striking his dog shit. What are you even doing in there? Um, Jack Slack is a very technical kind of breakdown dude. So he'll talk about dudes pumping double jabs or having entries or good, great leg entanglements. And they're all these things that are like, maybe not, maybe don't seem like when you hear about them, the deciding factors in fights, but um, maybe they're the precursor to the deciding factor or the start of a sequence which builds up. So um, Jack Slack, as I say, can't emphasize, can't underline this enough. He's a cheeky English cunt and probably we wouldn't be friends in real life, but having listened to his podcast, seems like a great guy, seems like a bit of a laugh. And um, I, I, I do love it when he shits on things, but when he, you know then because he is so critical, that when he is genuinely blown away by something, then that is fucking... Like, for example, just by way of example, he didn't think that Charles Oliveira looked that good against Tony Ferguson. Or maybe his point was that Charles Oliveira didn't fight, didn't completely, fully encapsulate and 
personify his potential that night and did maybe some fundamental jits. Uh, maybe it was more jits fundamentals rather than anything sneaky or slick or um, innovative. So it's good. Well, it's good for balance, the Jack Slack podcast, because while you have people like, like I'm just, I'm just in awe of it all. Like, can't believe it. Can't believe that there's men and women that want to go and get punched in a cage. Cannot fucking believe it. Um, so it's good that you have, like, the Ariel Helwanis of this world who are interviewing them and being like, you know, oh, so, getting punched in the face for a living. Like, how the fuck does that affect dating and whatever else? And then you have Jack Slack coming along and being like, yo, you dropped your left hand for 30 seconds in the fourth round. What the fuck were you thinking? Like, seriously. Um, of course, he doesn't have guests because he couldn't be cheeky to their faces. And then... Um, he, he just tries to be unofficial so that he can talk about every organization and um, criticize the UFC. So what I'm trying to say, excuse me, is although I think that I talked around the subject there for a second, is it's good to have the balance of like the wide-eyed open enthusiasm of your Ariel Hawanis of the world who are just amazed by fighters and then people who are ready to criticize the sport and talk about the sport moving forward um, because it's such a young sport you know like the evolution in it every couple of years is fucking nuts so uh, you, you need help you know you can't understand this by yourself don't fucking try um, so let's just run through the, the list again there so <clears throat> punkadelic podcasts good uh, good or great whatever fucking adjective you want to throw in there uh, good or great mixed martial arts podcasts include Joe Rogan Experience Ariel Helwani in DC, Morning Combat, Timbo Sugar Show, Submission Radio, and the Jack Slack Podcast. Alright, so let's kick off the second half of Punkadelic Podcast, episode 1, 2, or 3, haven't decided yet. And we're still talking about our favourite podcasts here, I'm giving away all my influences so you know exactly who I'm stealing from, what I'm trying to copy, and how I have never had an original idea in my life. Uh, a quote I saw the other day was, uh, try and create more than you critique, but then it's just like, what if all I create is podcasts that critique other things? So, you know, what do you have to say about that? I don't know who said it, but I saw it on Ronnie Chang's Instagram, so Ronnie... What? At me then. At me. <sighs> so, now we're going to sit back. I'm literally sitting back. I'm going to take a little look through our favourite educational podcasts. So, um, podcasts are an amazing learning tool. Like, uh, with myself, I know, and um, I'm sure it's the same for many, many, many others, working in an office, doing repetitive data hygiene tasks, you know, once you have the rhythm of the exact task that you're doing in, like, you can do whatever you want inside your own head. The mind is infinite. So why not listen to something that is super fucking stimulating and learn some shit while you're there? So this educational section, this is going to break into, um, this is going to break into a few of my favorites and, and, and why and the best episodes that you can look out for to get yourself into them. Um, so starting off then, without any further ado, uh, the Tim Ferriss Show. I mean, Tim Ferriss is a fascinating guy. What does he describe himself as? A human optimization? Uh, I don't know, but he's just constantly experimenting on himself, um, whether it's with fucking taking drugs, doing exercise, and I don't just mean illegal drugs there. I mean, like, this guy is all about, like, 
your Adderalls and your nootropics and your supplementing and all that sort of that that side of the world. And um, his podcast is a an amazing resource. It really, really is. He gets people on. He's a very, very thoughtful interviewer. One of my favorites of his actually was one where he broke down his interviewing technique, and it's just super well thought out, carefully considered practiced and refined hundreds of times probably and it puts guests at ease he asks them about something not directly related to what the larger interviewer interview is going to be about first to uh, disarm them um keep and get them talking about one of their interests before they get into what they're there to promote so it keeps things fresh and he the podcast is really really about success and what makes successful people what specifically like routines or systems or exercises that they carry out to make sure that they keep performing at the top of their field whether that's podcasters or scientists or arnold schwarzenegger who wrote the introduction to his book um tim ferris fascinating guy um i full disclosure i've never read one of his books me and tim are only really uh friends through his podcast but Wow, really, really, really incredible. He's got a great episode on there with Paul Stamets as well. Um, he has got episodes with, uh, I just listened to one recently with Jerry Seinfeld, which was, you know, and Seinfeld, you think, would be coming on talking about writing strategies and, you know, uh, how to use commas and pauses or whatever on stage. But Jerry was, I think, the, my largest takeaway from that interview was with us, that he um, he works out. Uh, six times a week, three days hard cardio, three days hard weight training. And it's just like, oh, okay, yeah. I can see, I, I, obviously, now that as soon as you've said it out loud, I can see how that's pertinent and important, but it's just not what I expected from you. So, um, definitely, Tim Ferriss, super interesting guy. You will learn shit from his podcast, okay? So get in there, pick, pick out some names that you recognize and get started. I believe there's an episode there with Jimmy Fox. Um, which I think would be a good one. Like, if you want to talk about successful, holy crap. Um, yeah, Tim Ferriss, can't say enough about it. Uh, did I mention already I'd never read any of his books? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, no, I, I didn't come to it with any ideas about Tim Ferriss or whatever, but uh, great guy. His episodes with Dom D'Agostino were massive help to me in understanding and moving on to a ketogenic diet for a month last year. And, um, you know, so if there are specific things like that that you're looking up... Um, there's probably there's probably something in Tim Ferriss's show, and it's just the Tim Ferriss show. But there's also then it's a tribes of mentors where he has like much shorter interviews with like famous film directors, etc. About what it's it's a, a shorter format show, um, whereas this the the Tim Ferriss main show is more more in depth, more wide ranging. Uh, I think I'm blathering a bit here because I'm struggling to think of actual good examples of episodes from tim ferris but uh any of them really like there are fuck it i'll grab my phone and have a look through he puts out so many that this is almost a futile exercise i'll just go back to the most recent one that i have archived because that means i listened to it okay so he has dax shepherd on the craft of podcasting yuval noah harari was on here scott kelly lessons learned from 500 plus days in space Seth Godin on the Game of Life, The Value of Hacks, McConaughey, Naval Ravikant, um, a short mini-series that runs concurrent to his main podcast, Books I've Loved, which is where he gets guests on to talk about their favourite books. Um, there's one, Dr. Mark Plotkin on Ethnobotany, Real versus Fake Shamans and Hallucinogens. 
Richard Koch on mastering the 80-20 principle, achieving unreasonable success and the art of gambling. And an episode I really loved of Tim Ferriss that where he outlined one of his most useful um, where he outlined one of his most useful systems was fear setting. So he gets to, was fear setting. So I believe what he does is he collects notes about the things that he he's afraid to do and discusses and writes out the pros and cons. I can't remember the exact specifics of the exercise, but I remember listening to it at the time and being knocked out and thinking that is something that would be very, very worthwhile for a lot of people to know more about. So recommend you look that up. All right, I'll move on from Tim Ferriss. Big fan though. I like how he likes psychedelic drugs. Not too many human experimental health advocates would say that. All right, well. <laughs> All right, one of the biggest, one of the best educational podcasts out there, Hardcore History. Wow, if you haven't heard of Hardcore History, wow, you are missing the fuck out. It is like every single episode is a short audiobook. You will have to listen three or four times to even remotely get anything out of it and every single episode is usually part of a three four or five part series um truly dan carlin researches and discusses historical subjects in such a depth that it is mind-blowing um you hear a lot of noise always about the wrath of the cans the story of um, which is his telling of the story of the Mongol Empire, Genghis Khan, and then his sons, Kublai Khan, etc., and their move towards Europe. Um, now, while I have heard that, and it is fascinating, and that's where you learn crazy, crazy statistics, like um, a Mongol archer only ever fired arrows at the exact moment uh, when his horses, when, uh, so they were all on horseback, um, but at the exact moment when the horse's four hooves are off the ground during a gallop. So, you know, the skill that that must have taken must have been insane. And then to know that they could do that, and that is how they shot arrows, but also that they could shoot a full quiver of 60 arrows in a minute. Like, what? That beggar's fucking belief. That's crazy. And I believe as well he got the statistics on... So he has a series called King of Kings and it deals with the deals with the Persian Spartan conflict, which we all know best from the movie 300, but like we're all fucking stupid. What do we know? Um, but there is a point in it where he discusses the size of the Persian army under Xerxes or whoever Xerxes is based on and works out that there's a very, very real possibility that the amount of arrows that were being fired at any one time did block out the sun, so the Spartans did have to fight in the shade. Does Fassbender deliver that line? Then we'll fight in the shade. I want to say it does. Fassbender, good guy. Um, so yeah, hardcore histories, like just get into it. Like, there's not a whole pile I can say. If you want the most in-depth, interesting, and but still manageable, like come totally, totally manageable, uh insights into history and major historic events get on dan carlin's hardcore history my personal favorite was blueprint for armageddon which is i think a five or six part series about world war one and like 
fucking hell, I was a bit traumatized by the end of it. It was like, like World War One was proper fucking horrible. In World War Two, like people were getting blown up with atomic bombs and fucking riddled with machine gun fire. But like, the First World War lads were getting fucking dying over the course of three weeks because of infections in barbed wire holes because barbed wire was brand new and like the what really really fucking traumatized me about it was all there are so many reports and records of lads who had like uh broken legs and couldn't move so they're in their trench or foxhole just trying to avoid constant fucking shell and machine gun fire and then the rain starts and a thing fills in with mud they're unable to climb out not that if they did climb out they'd be killed uh, and so many of them drowned in mud and i just fuck i'm not sure i've ever heard of a worse way to go broken legged in the dark in fucking france drowning in mud gross no amount of fucking poppies growing on that feet ugh it's just gross um and I think that we just sent a bunch of fucking 18 year old lads over there to do that so that the fucking major powers could fucking fuck up the map for the next 80 years or whatever it was. Ugh. It's, it's bad. It's bad, but like, you're not, you know, the, those type of real fucking brutal details like are not going to be in your, your 1917s or your Dunkirks. I don't think, you know, I think that war cinema always includes a certain type, a certain glory. And it's just like, what the f- what fucking glory is in that? Like a bunch of wee lads from fucking Belfast going over there to drown in mud and never have Vita bread again. Fucking disgusting. Um, but never mind the politics. You can be as angry as you want about the politics. If you want the straight up history behind it all, go and listen to Dan Carlin. It's mad how in depth this dude gets with these things. So, so interesting. Um, there is also, so what do I have? The ones that I have on my iPod currently to listen to are Ghosts of the Ost Front, which is about the Russian front in World War II. And the, oh, I can't recall the name of it right now, but the one about the fall of the Roman Empire. So um super excited to get into those. Anytime you complete a Dan Carlin series, it's, A, it does feel, it just feels awesome because it's so long and to concentrate for it all is rough. But if you've got nothing better to do for a work day, def, if you have just got straight up data management to do or you don't have to think or talk to clients or really interact with your coworkers, particularly if anybody's working from home right now, Dan Carlin, Hardcore History. Um, I think the most recent one, Supernova in the East, is all about the Pacific Front in World War II. Um, so there's, I think he makes the most recent 15 episodes free and otherwise you got to go back and pay for them but it would be money well fucking spent really really well spent part of the problem with dave smith see these days there's so much talk of fake news there's so much conflicting information out there and as smart or as noble as moral as a person might be it's still it's still getting harder and harder to see through the media smoke screen and it doesn't matter where you get your news from that's difficult we see conspiracy theories you know being born out in real life there's just crazy shit going on in the world these days and i no longer believe that uh you know a liberal or a conservative view of it is enough 
to get the full picture. Now, not not that I'm trying to say, oh, there's very fine people on both sides, but just that global politics is now so fucking complicated that black and white doesn't do anymore. Black and white won't serve, nor will blue and red, nor will green and orange in my home country. And uh, I like to listen to part of the problem. Dave Smith is a really mouthy libertarian, um, which is like the third party in America that believe in small government and personal freedoms. Um, I don't really fully understand libertarianism, but I just know that it's not liberalism and it's not conservatism. Uh, and they just shit on both sides. So he just shits on both sides. And, you know, it can be uncomfortable when he's like pointing out that the economy did do well for a while under Trump or stuff like that because you think you're a moral person and you you want to think you want to think in black and white terms wouldn't life be so much fucking simpler if we could all just think of black and white and we didn't have to think about the 50 fucking shades of grey yeah but when major news events happen or whatever like it's good to get the libertarian view you know um, because they're not just going to be taking an ideological position and standing behind it, you know, they, well, I guess that's all political parties do, but they have a position which is for smaller government, which I think would really, really, really help America. Honestly, I think they need to defederalize now, if that's the right word, you know what I mean? Just, here we go, we're 52 separate countries. Um, but it, it's just, it's important to try, it's important to try and see an ideological middle ground between these things so that you can create your own opinion. And I like to listen to Dave Smith to do that. I do not agree with him on everything. Absolutely fucking not. I'm way more, I think, left-wing than he is. Um, but it's good to get a different... You know, he's a Jew that grew up in New York City. He's an American Jew. And um, that's a wildly different life experience and approach to politics than me. Um yeah, good show. Dave Smith, obviously part of the Legion of Skanks. Part of the problem is not funny. Like, in no way it is a serious political show. And um, I, I don't listen to it all the time, but major events, particularly with light, uh, particularly in light of last week's storming of the Capitol, like, I just want, like, my knee-jerk reactions were all, you know, they were all whatever they were. But I wanted to go and see, you know, what is the mature, thought-out, and well-reasoned. I wanted to hear good arguments sort of for and against the capital storming. Um, and uh, I, I got that, you know, I think calling it a coup. is. I think Dave said that calling it a coup was pretty stupid. It wasn't a coup. And I could see that. Like, they beat down the doors and they broke their way in and they rubbed shit on the walls. And, you know, AOC said she feared for her life. But, like, it could have been so much fucking worse. Like, if it had been a coup attempt, I think we would have had more than five deaths. All right? Not to be flippant about people losing their lives. Absolutely fucking not. It's disgusting. Um, like, horrible that that one dude was, like, pulled out of the doors and then beaten and then died from his injuries in the hospital later on. You know, how the fuck is that making America great again? Um, but whatever, look, I'm just saying there is a left side, a right side, and then there's a right side and a wrong side, and it's important to get all the sides so that you can make your own opinion. Be well informed, people.
I'm a really big fan of Mark Kermode's podcast. Mark Kermode is the BBC's preeminent film critic. And although he and I have vastly different opinions on a lot of movies, I think that, again, like Rogan, he's a net positive. He will call movies on their shit. And um, he has less time for popcorn cinema, maybe, than me. But it's always good to listen to his uh, top ten lists. Um, He has interesting interviews now. um, And he'll have the other dude who did movie reviews on Radio 1 as we were growing up. Robbie Collin, I want to say the name is. But they'll get on and have a spirited debate about certain things sometimes. So recently they were ranking Christopher Nolan's films both before and after they saw Tenet. So that was a cool exercise. Um, I think they've had... Uh, Okay, fair enough. I can't think of any more examples of great episodes off the top of my head, but it's all that sort of thing. Film content, so talking about the soundtracks, talking about specific films, talking about specific directors, actors, doing interviews. And the man's a pro. He's been doing this for fucking years. He is like one of the top film critics in the UK, works with the British Film Institute um, and all the rest. Uh, like I, Like, I don't even think I had heard of any of his picks for top 10 best movie this year. And I think the top one was a French movie. And you're, you know, those sorts of things, just the average consumer doesn't want to read subtitles. So you got to go to film critics and find out about these things so that you can decide whether or not you want to watch them for yourself. Um, Mark Kermode podcast also has stellar intro music. I really, really love it. It's like a janky little blues guitar riff. I'm into it. Into it. The Scroobius Pip podcast oh shit it's got a name doesn't it distraction pieces with scroobius pip if you don't know who scroobius pip is then don't worry um he is a rapper with a stutter so or former rapper and that's what he was doing when i came to know him particularly through his song thou shalt always kill from his collaboration album with uh producer dan lasac uh pip like lyrically really 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 fucking strong as a rapper love that about him love the fact that he's a rapper with a stutter you've got a stutter what's the most difficult thing you could possibly do and he put his mind to it and he fucking did it top respect for that that's awesome now he's just a cool dude podcaster and um actor i believe he's going to be in deadpool 3 his most recent podcast said he was out here in canada producing a big movie um and a couple of podcasts before that said he was auditioning for the role of an irish character in a marvel movie so ipso facto i am led to conclude that he's going to play a black tom from the very first deadpool comics i really really like those first four issues of deadpool um he was pure mercenary just loads and loads of guns typical rob leefield never drew his feet properly everything was pockets and the guns just had guns on them you know so pure 90s fucking hulking superhero gun porn pocket porn was unable to draw feet um and the stories played out like that you know there wasn't a whole lot of superpowers i think there was a couple of superpowered villains i think maybe the juggernaut is a villain in it and um yeah he was like a mercenary on tour or on a mission, on a top secret mission in Sarajevo, and that was, you know, at, like at the height of like the, the Russian bloc breaking up, and then that would later on be the site of Kosovo and all that kind of shit. So, um, those are really, really cool. I'm getting off subject. Original Deadpool comics, cool. Not talking about them today though. Scroobius Pip is now just a really, really thoughtful interviewer. Um, most recently he did a two-part, two-part year in review with Blind Boy Boat Club, which was fabulous. 
those uh, interviews a lot of actors and directors from the UK scene so we had like Lena Headey on one time who played Cersei in Game of Thrones for a fantastic episode and um, he's had Simon Pegg on before Corey Taylor um, gets really really big interviews but turns down anything under an hour wants at least an hour to get into it get into it with his subject so um it's a really good podcast and i just think pip's a cool guy i love his album um ugh, now as soon as i've started this fucking sentence i don't know the name of it the it's a later one of his albums with the death of the journalist on it it's a really really cool one and i believe there's also a super ballad on there so um fabulously talented guy doing cool well-considered interviews Bill Bailey, that was a great episode. Check that one out. And um, every year does a drunk podcast as well, which is something that I will absolutely be stealing for Punkadelic Podcast. So thanks for the idea, Pip. Um, yeah, Distraction Pieces with Scroobius Pip. Check it out. You probably haven't checked that one out already. That's probably the most esoteric podcast I've talked about today. Um, let me look down the list. Yeah, the rest are all really, really popular, so... Yeah, check it out. Distraction Pieces with Scroobius Pip. Let me know if you like them. Okay, so the Mormite Man, Russell Brand. His podcast is called Under the Skin. It's usually 90-minute discussions of faith, science, philosophy, God, art, fucking God knows what, with luminaries. Luminaries from each of those industries. Um... I'm a huge fan of Russell Brand, have been since his show Ponderland, I've always thought he was funny and took a wry look at things, and I'm completely here for his turnaround and his comeback as this fucking sober messiah, fucking long-haired Jesus dude, and his podcast is really, really, really good, there are some fabulous episodes, Frankie Boyle sticks out, um, he had Candace Owens on, I think just in my own fucking left-wingness, I've been like, fuck it, I'm not watching that, but I should, you know? Also, that one might be behind a paywall. So yes, full disclosure, after like episode 50, they went behind a paywall, which was a real shame, but the rest are still up there for free, so you can still go and hear him interview, uh, like Yuval Noah Harari, awesome author of Sapiens, they have fabulous conversations, and, um, it is philosophical, what is the word that I'm looking for there? Philosophical? No, that can't be right. Philosophical. Jesus Christ, I mangled that one. Um, but it's very, very philosophical in nature. Um, I really, really, really loved and it really, really piqued my interest in meditation when he had Andy Puddicum on, who is the creator of Headspace. So that's where I do my daily meditations. So Andy's voice has been guiding me through that from day one. Um, and to hear his backstory was incredible. Um, and he was trained in being a monk by an Irish guy called Donald. So it was like super piqued my interest, but, um, I love the rust, love under the skin. Um, it's a shame that it went behind a paywall, but I believe that it's probably worth it. Um, he can be a lot to listen to sometimes. I absolutely concede, but um, he's another net positive, without a shadow of a doubt. If you think he's annoying, then right, whatever, fuck you. He probably thinks you're annoying, but then he probably doesn't because he's Buddhist, super Buddhist, and chill and meditative. And, um, yeah, I just, I, I like his worldview. Um, certain, I can absolutely see how it might come across as preachy, but, um, I think he embodies his own values in a lot of ways. And that's something to be respected big time. 
Okay, gonna fly through a couple here very, very quickly. Um, the Irish History Podcast with Finn DeWer. Fucking fascinating. Now, granted, this is not something that I listen to every single day or even every single week, but whenever there's a good episode, I'll be like, whoa, and, and get into it. So, my favorite episode of that is about one which is about an island which I think is off of Ackle Island. And, um, people there like had to turn to piracy in the 1800s and would be knocking off like english coal ships and then they had this super weird ritual where if it rained and the whole village there was only one village on the island it ran and got this statue that they covered in tea towels and then brought it down to the ocean put it into the water to make the rain go away and it wasn't even a pagan ritual the thing was that catholicism had just gotten so fucked up from lack of contact with the mainland that it was just like a totally bastardized ritual from whatever the real ritual was in the 1800s um and then i believe there are also aspersions of uh aspersions is that a word accusations aspersions i would have said it if i'd never read it before so fucking whatever but there are also accusations then whatever won't use aspersions there were also accusations of cannibalism on the island. Really, really, really fascinating stuff. Can't recommend that episode enough, but get into it. He also has a Patreon and does like guided walking tours of Dublin and, and history getaways, which I can only imagine would be, wow, so beneficial to go and do. All right, so I'm not sure how much my girlfriend coming home and dog barking at over the last bit. But long story very short, Irish history podcast. We all need to know much more about our history as Irish people and... um where better place to start than the Irish History Podcast. Um, I only have a couple more that I want to talk, a couple more podcasts that I want to talk about here. Um, the Movies That Made Me with Joe Dante, and oh, I don't know what the main host of that podcast is called, but it's very, very good to get directors, actors, whatever involved in the movie industry in, and they talk about the movies that influence them into the, the current style that they're working in so my favorite episode is panos cosmetos director of mandy talking about uh, future state dystopian movies and uh, i also particularly like the clancy brown episode talking about the horror um movies that inspired him to be one of cinema's greatest villains ever and um particularly enjoyed edgar wright's episode talking about his favorite use uses of song in movie movies song in film I don't know if I should have pluralized any of those words. I am going to get a lot better England by the end of recording 23 episodes of a podcast. So that's pretty sweet. Movies that made me, though, go through the list, see who on there appeals to you or has been involved in making the movies that you love, and then see what the movies that made them were and go back and check them out. There's a great weekend for anybody. Um... I love the David McWilliams podcast. Again, this is another one that I'm not really an every week listener of, but when you need something, when you need to know what way Brexit is affecting the Irish economy or what the fuck's going on with economics on the global stage, you want to you explore that with somebody who understands what the word crack means. And I use crack in the Irish way and not the American way there. Then the David McWilliams podcast is the place to do that. Um, really, with for Irish people, just... Uh, Trying to understand just how up the arse Brexit is going to fuck us. David McWilliams is a good place to go and get that delivered in a friendly manner. Um, 
And yeah, look, let's uh, let's briefly run through the list of everything we've talked about here today, because that's it. I'm pretty much done. Um, Punkadelic Podcast, talking about our favourite podcasts, started off talking about the Joe Rogan experience. Can't not in a, in a program about, in a podcast about podcasts. It's the biggest in the world for a reason, as we discussed. Our favourite mixed martial arts podcasts. Ariel DC, Morning Combat, The Timbo Sugar Show, Submission Radio, and the Jack Slack podcast, with an honourable mention to Dan Hardy and John Gooden's YouTube show, Inside the Octagon. Our favourite educational podcasts, where you can go to get an education, son. Tim Ferriss' show, Hardcore History with Dan Carlin, Dave Smith's Part of the Problem, Mark Kermode, Distraction Pieces with Scroobius Pip, Under the Skin with Russell Brand, the Irish History Podcast, The Movies That Made Me, and the David McWilliams Podcast. I will be back with the second part of my favourite podcasts on Punkadelic Podcast episode, I guess one, two, three, or four that one will be. This one is episode one, two, or three, depending on the order that I decide to release them. We're going to work up to four, and we're going to upload those all at once so that... um I guess what I'm doing there is if people are super turned off by one, they might check out another before they completely write the podcast off. And uh, next episode about podcasts, we'll be talking about our favorite comedy podcasts. That's going to take fucking forever. Um, like, I just listened to way more dumb comedy podcasts in, in a week. Oh, my God. I just realized that I left out of mixed martial arts podcast and believe you me with Michael Bisping, which is one of my favorites. Fuck, I'm an idiot. Well, I guess... I've just learned the lesson that I need to be more thorough in my note writing. So let's just take the positive from there, close her out for the week, and I'll say this. I've been Double D, you've been whoever the fuck you are, and this has been Punkadelic Podcast. <laughs>